0: Well hello and welcome to the Pastor and People podcast. This is your host Isaac Adams and I am sitting here with Christy Anyabuile and Thabidi Anyabuile. Two of my favorite people. How are y'all doing? All right, right. man. Good Thank to you. See you, bro. Good to see you. Doing good. Um we are talking in this shepherding women series about just a number of different things in regards to shepherding, pastoring, caring for women in the body. And last time we looked at Titus two, seeing those things, seeing those things. Uh, that Paul would encourage uh, within pastors until you pointed to verse 1 and its importance mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about having uh, a patriarchal view of that text and in some ways in our churches how we truncate the Great Commission mm-hmm. uh, by reading into those things too much and we also talked about just the different needs that women have. We mentioned some in general. You mentioned a couple uh, in your church, Anacostia River Church, different sisters mentioning different things. But Chrissy, if I can just turn it to you and just talk about the unique needs of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I, I'm wondering, are the, what are those unique needs? Are, would you say uh, that those there are unique needs? Mm-hmm. Are you married and you don't know? <laughs>
1: I-, I thought you figured that out. I thought, married, I thought.
0: Right?
1: Oh, this <laughs> is a weird. great
0: question for him to be
1: asking. <laughs> like, I'm early seeking wisdom there.
2: right
0: now. <laughs> I know there are, <laughs> but for our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> <say>. <laughs> look at you, look at you, uh, Christy. Yeah. yeah. You, what are the unique needs? Because listen, we, they all ex- they exist.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, we need help clearly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. um you know, we talked about Titus, too. There are definitely some unique, um, you know, things listed there in terms of um, things that specifically pertain uh, to women or things that, uh, you know, women in particular need to, you know, be concerned for. So just as you see older men, you know, there are specific things, sober minded, dignified, older women are to be reverent in behavior, etc cetera. Um, and then there to teach uh, the younger women to love their husbands and children, self-control. So there are some um, specific things there that are uniquenesses that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. But I think in the culture today, there's just a growing kind of androgynous nature to society mm. where there's no real distinction between male and female, where masculinity and you know things that the secular world uh, considers masculine. Those are things that are upheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, being feminine is seen as weak. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think there's some uniqueness there just in terms of what we're seeing in the culture that we need to give attention to in regards to women's discipleship. Um, so basic things like <laughs> uh, just what does it mean for me uh, to be a woman? What does mm-hmm. one, biblical womanhood mean what does that look like uh we have growing generations of women who have who don't know that um femininity what is biblical femininity what does that look like um does that mean that i have to wear dresses or that i can't wear jeans or i'm not allowed to have snapbacks i mean what is that you know am i not feminine if i enjoy those things or um so i think there's conversation to be had among women and within the church um that are that are unique and really important um, concerns. And then I think just um, you know again we see more and more women who are disconnected from their moms and grandmoms yeah. and are just um, you know we don't live in a society now where grandma aunties are in the same house or next door they have, they're available to yeah. us and so I think it's a real uniqueness. Um, now that women have to be connected to a mother figure, yeah. someone who can sh- shepherd them and guide them and nurture them. And, you know, to teach them some of those foundational things that you would think young girls would learn growing up that I think this generation of women, um, are probably missing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So to toss out a couple of things, you sort of say yes, no, that's a unique issue or no, uh, submission.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Um, mm-hmm. uh, contentment. Mm-hmm in particular with regard to relationships and things of that sort. Yeah. Um, how about single motherhood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Single motherhood raising boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, these, these become some of the things in sort of concrete context that are discipleship issues. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and women women feel them and maybe in mm-hmm. unique ways or in increased intensity mm-hmm. um, than, as compared to, to guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah
3: and I, and that's kind of for the younger women uh on the you know in regards to younger women but in regards to older women as well i think there're lots of um older women who haven't been intentionally discipled mm-hmm. and i think there is a unique need mm-hmm. to train and disciple older women so that they are equipped to nurture and disciple younger women so um so yeah there are lots of needs that you can think of from the younger crowd, but I think older women as well just haven't been mm. discipled. I talked to many, many, many mm. m- women, older women, um, and they just have a kind of anxiety mm. about discipling, or they just stay away from discipling right. because they don't know. I don't know how to do that. Right. I don't. I've never seen that before. Right.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, boss. Well, no, I'm just sitting here thinking, and you know, thoughts are popping off but um, they're always popping. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you were alluding to sort of standards of dress and femininity. I mean, I think in what you were saying also are issues around beauty yeah. and mm-hmm. self image, body, right? body image, uh, right. body image, those kinds of things. i want to put on the list, um, issues around self protection, okay. mm-hmm. whether in a relationship mm-hmm. that, that may be abusive and how to think through that mm-hmm. or, um, self protection, just in terms of the, 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 this sort of sea of, um, I, I, I speak with many women, and many women sort of experience this sort of chronic low-level vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, with regard to assault, with regard to um, unwanted sexual comments, just walking down the street, mm-hmm. you know, you had the hashtag, you know, sister you okay, right. kind of, you know, sort of tapping into that sometime back. But but just sort of helping women think through self-defense right. and think through rights and protecting oneself, um, that's unique. to uh, There's a uniqueness to that to women um, as compared to men. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know. yeah.
2: yeah, that's good.
0: Chrissy, you commented um, about the church's failure to discipleship, uh, to disciple women older or younger. And in, in that failure, it seems like the world has dis- begun discipling. That's right younger and older women Mm -hmm. Um, and the church's lack of discipleship. It's not like the women aren't being discipled. It's simply that the world Mm -hmm. is discipling them and that is seeping into the church. Do either of you want to just comment on how, how you see that seeping into the church at all?
3: Yeah. uh, Well, I think one area is um, just the influx, the, I guess Feminism is sort of um, just ingrained in society now. It's not even, it's not something that we really think about, but it's something that women just come into the church with that mindset. And if the church is not prepared, then I think it does lead to some of the other unhealthy practices that happen in churches where, um, you know, maybe the church feels their hands are tied because I don't want to squelch someone's rights or, Mm. you know, those kinds of things. So, um, I think that's you know that's one area uh just how do we how do we deal with that how do we talk about that uh, as a church how do mm-hmm. we disciple women well and how do we um, not only just guard ourselves but how do we allow women to use the bees word, flourish in a context where the world is sending them one message mm-hmm. we we need to be sending them right. and I think We know the church is reactionary a lot of times to those Mm. kinds of issues. And so you hear, I hear a lot of women saying, oh, you know, we always feel like the church is playing catch up instead of being on the front end of Mm. some of these discussions. Um, So off the top of my head, that's that's just one thing is that if we're going to be ones who are um, soldiers who are battling against the onslaught of what the world is teaching, we have to be on the front end of some of these hard discussions Mm -hmm. tying into the conversation about unique needs is um, there's just a growing um, the world is I think just flooding women also with that that area of discontentment so that it's not only men who are involved in things like um, pornography and self-gratification things like that women Mm -hmm. are um, also being um, just being attacked in those areas and it's an area of discipleship mm-hmm. where, where we need to grow as well. So just, again, being on the front end of those discussions, knowing what's out there and um, and being able to give biblical response that builds up and encourages women um, so that we don't feel like we're kind of always on the defensive, trying mm-hmm. to catch up with the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere the church does not prophesy, the world will prophesy <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, so from, from gender roles to gender identity mm-hmm. um, to issues, again, of, of beauty and modesty mm-hmm. up to sexual ethics mm-hmm. um, to relational sort of ideas uh everywhere we don't prophesy thus saith the lord mm-hmm. uh the, the world will, will profit a will it'll offer a lie mm-hmm. um and a counterfeit mm-hmm. that, that ultimately ends up being self-destructive and and one of the ways that this comes into the church is for some people will be will be uh kind of problematic or what have you but i, I think it's true uh just as an illustration is secular hip-hop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, secular hip hops. Distortion of feminine beauty, mm-hmm. its misogynistic lyrics, its promotion of uh, an aggression, uh, a feminine aggression, mm-hmm. uh, sexually and otherwise. Uh, man, we you see young girls who who, who love hip hop, secular yeah. hip hop, maybe yeah. they're not saved yet, but you know they love secular hip hop. Well, you know they, in very much in their appearance, in their aesthetics, in their language, mm-hmm. in in the way they carry themselves, in the way they pursue men Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's a great distortion to what's healthy and what's good and what's right in God's Mm sight um and so it's again just this is one of those places where Christians have to be discerning and uh you don't have to throw away hip-hop hip-hop's not one thing Sure, there there are there are redemptive aspects of it and good aspects of it um but boy it's if we think of hip-hop as a culture as a Mm subculture and it is and we think about its power its global power Mm -hmm. Uh, we would be silly to conclude that it doesn't affect the thinking of our young people Absolutely. and it doesn't affect, you know, uh, women's discipleship issues in particular. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and you, the list can go on in this <laughs> conversation, um, but just media in general. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah. look at a lot of the popular movies uh, where women are seen as kind of overly aggressive, mm-hmm. and whether that's, you know, Physically and, you know, whether that's physically in terms of, um, you know, taking care of themselves or whether that's um, sexually. I mean, there's just kind of this hyper aggression that's portrayed in media. Um, And, you know, girls are 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 watching this stuff and um, books as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just, just a lot of dangerous things out there. And the thing is, it's so available, it's accessible and if we are not prioritizing God's Word and timing God's Word, uh, we're, we're going to, you know, we have a lot of downtime. We have a That's lot right. of nice, you know, things that allow <laughs> nice. life to sure. be easy for us. Sure. So um, we, And we use that um, well sometimes, <laughs> um, but not nearly as well as we should. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more women are in the lives of other women in meaningful, productive biblical ways then uh i think you kind of don't leave yourself time and room for the influx of these other things um that will you know consume and 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 suck up our time and energies that's Mm. right
0: Mm. Uh, it makes me think of even just another just quick cultural example i saw something the other day the first artist hip-hop artist on new york times magazine Mm. uh, since tupac Mm. is Nicki minaj yeah see and just i mean just i mean you think of you think of you know the influence that has as huge. her huge. as a representation of
1: what huge. black womanhood should then be. That's mm-hmm. yeah, huge. And we, yeah. we try to think about this on the front porch uh, some months ago as we were right. talking about images of black women mm-hmm. in the media. And and you'll have people who say, oh, I'm, I'm no fan of Nicki Minaj. But they think Beyonce is a role model. Right. right. And, and you look right. at Beyonce's last album, it was an achievement in terms of You know, releasing it with no media and and all that good stuff. But you you watch the videos on that and and you sort of follow the argument of that album, which she describes as sort of bearing her own soul and and really sort of... And you go, oh, this is masochistic. This Mm -hmm. is... This is... Oh. (laughs) I mean, this is is not beautiful. This is not pure. This is not clean. This is not a role model. And, um, you know, when we think about the pastor's responsibilities on these things, one is... As shepherds, we gotta be engaged yeah. mm-hmm. and knowledgeable enough of these kinds of issues and trends. Not that yeah. we have to sort of be buying Beyoncé's album and all Nikki's album and all that good sure. stuff. But we gotta know enough about it right. to know what's healthy and what's unhealthy, right. to be able to engage, mm-hmm. to be able to make application in the sermons. Mm-hmm. And and Again, we don't have to buy their stuff. All you do is listen to our young people. Yeah. We just need to be available enough to the women in the church, young mm-hmm. people in the church, say, what are you listening to these days? Mm-hmm. Who's, your, who's your favorite artist and mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. Um, should I buy it? Yeah. Well, that gets real telling. Right? <laughs> oh, Pastor, I don't think you need to buy that one. How you that? It's like, well, why you listening to it then? We got the same standards, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. um, Can I borrow that? They, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so as pastors, I think we have a responsibility to sort of know what our people are feeding on. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to do that is just have regular conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're talking here, particularly with regard to women, um, you know, finding ways to appropriately uh, have those conversations with sisters in your church. Right. you know, instead of telling his sister her hat looks nice after the service, <laughs> you know, ask her a meaningful spiritual question. You know, in what way did the Lord speak to you from the sermon today? Mm-hmm. Uh, what he's been reading through the week? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what musically, who you're listening to that really builds you up? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just sort of getting into a conversational rhythm mm-hmm. that puts the gospel and spiritual matters sort of in the front
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh we do that with the guys very often mm-hmm. um but we don't we don't do that as often as we should with the sisters and right? it's a mm-hmm. safe place to do that you know following the service it's a safe place to do that as you drop it on a sunday school class mm-hmm. safe place to do that in your home as you and your wife practice hospitality and invite women over mm-hmm. um in that setting and so we, we got to find ways to do this mm-hmm. while maintaining proper boundaries mm-hmm. And T, that sounds like a general counsel, which is good,
0: um, good and helpful, especially considering all the different unique needs that we've just listed and go through. There's one I want to hone in on, uh, specifically, and that's the case of abused women. Mm -hmm. So we talked about even, um, this unique need of protection and this this feeling of self-protection and this this lack of feeling protection, maybe uh, the unwanted sexual comments or just the downright physical or even sexual abuse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that women are facing within our doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comments on the pastor's responsibility to those women.
1: Yeah. First of all, I think pastors have to have a category, a clear category for abuse. Yeah. I'm surprised at the number of guys who have not thought through abuse much at all or well at all, and as a consequence, the number of guys who instinctively are protective of other men mm-hmm. and doubtful and suspicious of women.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In my experience, women women don't make up abuse allegations, um, and and they face a lot of social rejection and ridicule and loss when they do speak publicly about this, I mean, this is why rape goes so Mm -hmm. underreported and other forms of abuse go so underreported. So I think that should create a disposition in the pastor to extend trust and confidence in the sisters who raise these issues. There'll be a whole lot of things you'll discover along the way, but you ought not make the door, the entryway, you don't want to put barriers in the entryway for discovering these things and getting involved in these things. So you, you, you you want a category where you understand physical abuse and how to respond to that, um, emotional and and verbal abuse and how to respond to that, sexual abuse, uh, and you you just need those categories. Uh, And then secondly, I think you want a posture that is supportive of women and open to women and safe for women to confess these things. If a sister comes to you and says, my husband's beating me, or comes to me and says, I was assaulted sexually, she needs to be able to know that her elders or her pastors are not going to say, what were you wearing? Mm -hmm. Or why were you over there? Mm -hmm. But her her elders and her pastors are going to say, oh, dear sister, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Tell me what happened. Let's figure out what's next. And that they're going to pick up the baton, call the appropriate authorities to involve the authorities, Mm -hmm. become involved to the point of, say, if it's an abusive spousal relationship, become involved to the point of, Helping her get out of the house, mm-hmm. getting out of the house, uh, going in, dealing with the guy redemptively and, and legally and all those things that are involved. Um, we just need to have that posture so that, mm-hmm. so that sisters feel safe and know that there's help. Uh, third thing we need to do is just, we need to be talking about these things from the pulpit as we preach and we come to appropriate places in the, in the text mm-hmm. to make application And just in general, in our announcements and things from time to time, we just need literature in our churches Mm -hmm. uh, that a woman can pick up without having to talk to anybody um, so that she can know where the battered women's shelter is or this resource or that resource in the community is available. We just need to make those resources accessible Mm -hmm. um, so that we begin to work against the the staggering isolation Mm -hmm. that women face when they're in abusive situations of, of any sort. Mm. Um, and so just off the top of my head, those are, those are a couple of things you need to read through abuse and have categories for it, have a posture that's supportive and protective and be resourced in the congregation, um, to, to respond Mm. appropriately to these things.
3: Yeah. I think in this, in this conversation though, um, kind of focusing in on women, shepherding women, it's also an area where a pastor can invest in older women in such a way that he knows um, those older women Mm -hmm. who have gone Mm -hmm. through that experience. I guarantee you Mm -hmm. two out of three Mm -hmm. of women in probably every church Mm -hmm. has a history of abuse in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, So you hear the statistics and they say one thing, but because it's so underreported, there are far more women who have had history with abuse mm-hmm. um, than you'd probably imagine. And really? so um, the pastor being able to invest in the lives of older women to the extent that they kind of have a, a feel for who has this history and Good. who might be able, mm-hmm. you know, when that sister Good. comes, let me call, you mm-hmm. know, Sister T mm-hmm. and, you know, have her to come in. She's had a similar experience, and I think she would be an encouragement to you. Mm-hmm. Or you meet with the sister individually and You say, hey, let me send you over to you know, Sister T and you, you go and mm-hmm. and meet with her. I think you'll find encouragement there. That's so. good.
1: Mm-hmm. And part, part of why that's so helpful is, again, it creates safety for the sisters yeah. right. and it builds the, the relational fabric of the church. But it also begins to sort of, you um, know, it, it, it's a it's a step that begins to put the the battered woman Um, back in some agency Mm. and voice Mm -hmm. and empowerment Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, and so she's not necessarily beholden to a male Mm -hmm. to help her get over this thing with a male right that's you know they're they're natural trust issues and suspicions that you you don't want to have to sort of force her to get over in order to get help and so Mm -hmm. an older sister who mothers well uh, is a great blessing in this regard. It's a good point. Yeah.
3: And I, I just also want to be careful to not say that if someone um, is in a in a church or situation where no one else has had that experience, I'm not saying that that person can't be helped. Like no, you, right. you had to have yeah. had that experience yeah. no, in order to right. know what I'm going right. through, which is the other part of the, this whole discipleship piece is mm-hmm. that uh, we you know we give counsel from the word. Mm-hmm. Our experiences aid you mm-hmm. know what we're giving to them through the word, but mm-hmm. our experience doesn't trump um, God's word. So even mm-hmm. if I haven't had that experience, I should be able to minister well to a sister in need mm-hmm. uh, because I'm reading my Bible and pointing her to scriptures mm-hmm. in an um, in appropriate way.
1: Yeah. Hey, Chris and I had a wonderful conversation with our teenage daughters um, the other day. Um, they had heard some interview where someone was saying, basically, if you weren't in the black church, you couldn't critique the black church mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. the church. You don't know it; you can't critique it. My daughters are like, that don't make any sense. It's just an unworkable worldview. Mm-hmm. You know how many things, um, go on in the lives of people that they have to get help with mm-hmm. from people who aren't exactly experiencing what they have. So if you go to a doctor, you got cancer and your doctor doesn't have cancer. Right. You're looking for your doctor to help you with cancer, <laughs> right, right, you know what I mean? Right. Or if you go and get financial counsel and you're in debt to your eyeballs and your counselor isn't, you don't say to your counselor, well, you ain't got no debt, you can't right. help me. Right, right. No, that's the dude that can <laughs> you know, That's the dude that can't exactly. help you, know? need your help. That's exactly right. <laughs> And seriously, in, in the yeah. cure of souls, um, you know, as pastors, we deal with people all the time who are struggling with issues that by God's grace we're not struggling with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if we say oh, I can't speak into that because I don't I haven't experienced that, well, we're going to just be handicapped. We're going to be crippling mm-hmm. the pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, now it may be appropriate for us to say I don't know exactly what that's like, right? And and not to assume that we do, right? But to say here's as Christian was saying, here's God's word on that subject. Right. Let's let's walk through God's word together. Um, and so it's a good it's a good um, thing to add, sweetie. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we're not saying that if you don't know any of the ladies, older ladies who haven't, who have been abused, that there's no help for you in that church. Mm -hmm. You know, that our our deepest, strongest help comes from the spirit of God through the word of God Mm -hmm. uh, in the the sort of loving fellowship of his people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the word is sufficient. That's Mm
3: -hmm. right. And even if you don't have, you know, I think another um, issue that. Uh, women have sometimes in ministering to others is feeling like, well, I mean, I don't know what scripture to take this person right. to for this particular issue. Um, and just to encourage women that if it's the word of God, he, the Lord, he, by his spirit, he speaks to us through his word. Mm-hmm. So if all you got is Psalm one, I mean, go with that. <laughs> <Just get laughs> you got Psalm 119, I, I one mean, too, just man. pick a section out of Psalm 119 right. or something. Um, so it, you know the scripture doesn't necessarily have to pertain to a certain issue, mm-hmm. as long as that 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 word is um is enc- is encouragement, mm-hmm. is comfort, is truth. It's gonna build faith. Um, that's where you want to be uh, giving to to women. So it's great if the if the Bible speaks specifically to a certain issue. But it's okay if you just say, you know what, let's just open the Word. Let's just read, mm-hmm. you know, from Psalms a little bit, you know, to calm a heart or mm-hmm. to build faith or to give courage.
1: Yeah. And, and maybe as a final thing on, on this issue of supporting and discipling and caring for women who are facing abuse is uh, your your first response need not be to open the Bible. Mm-hmm. First response mm-hmm. is to listen. Right. <laughs> it's just yeah. to be there, to, mm-hmm. you know, joke. Job's friends had their best ministry to them when they just yeah. sat there for them seven <laughs> days. When they started talking, they, you know, started trying to do theology. They were right. like, oh Lord, you know, yeah, was like, come on, yet yeah, no, he's claiming, yeah. you know, I know, you know. So Job had to be like. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes the best ministry is just the ministry of presence mm-hmm. and yeah, being there work, with right? her, going with work. her to the hospital or going work. with her to the police station, Prayer. and just mm-hmm. listening and praying and holding her hand. Yeah. Um, you know, woman to woman in that way, and so um, there too. Mm-hmm. We'll come to the Bible, mm-hmm. um, but some, in, in instances like that, the first thing is, is to listen mm-hmm. and figure out what response needs to be taken for safety mm-hmm. um, and, and for
0: resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in this, con- in this conversation, I so appreciate the nuance because I think what we're seeing is these are just such difficult mm-hmm. and weighty weighty matters Mm -hmm. Uh, who are sufficient for who is sufficient for these matters Mm -hmm. you know we need the word we need god's people filled with god's spirit Mm -hmm. um, for these matters and if i can add just one more nuance and i want to save this for our next conversation uh, is sadly we see a lot of male pastors taking advantage Mm -hmm. mm, of battered women Mm -hmm. so some might run the other way and say well i need to erect Fifteen walls, so I don't transgress this boundary, mm-hmm. uh, and with good intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but some completely do transgress this boundary and prey on the battered women. So, so, yeah. uh, so this next in this next conversation with both of you, um, would willing. I want to talk about boundaries. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned that in another episode, mm-hmm. just appropriate boundaries, degrees of separation, mm-hmm. how those things are helpful, how those things are unhelpful as we think about these weighty matters. Sure. Uh, may the Lord give us wisdom in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Amen.